Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you with us today, and uh, I do pray the podcast is a blessing to you. I uh, really enjoy doing this, and I'm getting some good positive feedback. feel like I'm really helping some people, and uh, that makes all the difference in the world. I'm trying to help this generation like the last generation helped me. So if you have your Bible, you can find your place there in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 31. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 31. I want to deal with a subject today called the virtuous woman. And this is going to deal with a godly Christian woman, her characteristics, what she's like, what her family's like. It, the podcast might run a little long. It's been kind of an in-depth study, and I do pray it'll be a blessing to you. So if you have your Bible there in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 31, I want to read through the Scripture and then we'll go back and expound each verse. We'll start reading in verse number 10, Proverbs 31 and verse number 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship, she bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night, and giveth meat to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hand to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out, stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he setteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing. And she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gate. Let's go back to verse number 10. We're going to go back to verse number 10, and that's where we're going to pick up our reading as we try to expound these verses of Scripture. The Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? He starts out here... Here the scriptures start out, and it's asking a question, who can find? Meaning that these women and these girls are not everywhere. They're, they're not everywhere to just be found. You won't find one in every church. You won't find one in every organization. But they are out there. You're just going to have to take time and effort to be able to find them. But they're very rare. The rarity of this girl is compared to a ruby. A ruby, and by girl, I mean lady, young lady, woman, however you prefer to word it. And I took Google, and I looked up the value of a ruby, and it was kind of surprising. 
This is what Google says. Fine quality rubies are some of the most expensive gemstones with recorded prices. Over one million per carat. And that was in 2021. So I did not think a ruby was more valuable than a diamond, but obviously they are. And not only are they valuable, they're extremely rare to find one that's fine quality, just like this woman is. She's extremely rare. Now, let me say quickly that if you are one of these young ladies or if you are one of these women, it's not up to you to try to make yourself available. The book of Proverbs tells us how this woman is to be discovered. The book of Proverbs, chapter 18, and verse number 22. Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So this, this young lady or this lady or this woman does not have to go out and advertise herself. Her, her position or her place while she's waiting for her husband to find her is to be serving the Lord. And it's the husband's responsibility to find this woman. She's just supposed to be doing the will of God in her own local church. And the husband is to go find the wife. The Bible says, whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And that leads me to believe that the husband or the boy or the man is the one looking. Verse number 11, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. This, this woman or this lady is very diligent about serving God, but she's also got her husband's heart where he trusts in her. Now, that's not just talking about a physical trust, but that's talking about trust in all three areas. He Not only does he physically trust her, but he spiritually trusts her, and he also financially trusts her. Do you see the rarity of this girl? She can be trusted. This girl can be trusted with a checkbook full of money not to spend it on the wrong things. This girl can be trusted with a vehicle not to take it to the wrong places. This girl can be trusted with the work of God that she's going to perform her task. Why? Because she's a virtuous woman. They're very rare. They're hard to find. But if a man can find one, he has found himself quite a treasure. And not only will it assist him in serving the Lord, but he will also assist her in serving the Lord. If you look up the word spoil, the word spoil there in verse number 11, the definition of the word spoil means this, plunder, prey. It basically means he isn't looking anywhere else because he's satisfied with what he found. That's why he's not, he doesn't have any need of spoil. He's not trying to find somebody else to help him in the ministry. She does a fine job herself because she's virtuous. Verse number 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse number 12 is very simple. She works with him. She does not work against him. She realizes that the man has the call of God on his life, and she follows him in the work and the way that God leads him. She's not worried about leading. She's worried about following. And she does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. Extremely rare. It's extremely hard to find one. But if you can find one, you've found yourself quite a treasure. 
The book of Proverbs, chapter number 19 and verse number 13, gives us an illustration of what this woman is not. Proverbs 19, 13, at the end of the verse. And the contentions of a wife are a continual dropping. Proverbs 27, verse number 15. Proverbs 27, verse number 15. A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. This woman is not contentious. This, this virtuous woman is not like, basically what it is is a dripping faucet. It just sits there and goes drip, 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 drip. And you get up and you twist the handle as tight as you can and you go lay back down and it still goes drip, drip, drip. And then you get up and you break the handle off because you're squeezing it so hard and then it still drips and drips and drips. This woman is not like that. Her desire is not to drive her husband crazy, but her desire is that he would fulfill the ministry and the will of God for his life, and she will fulfill the ministry and the will of God for her life. Verse number 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. This young lady or this woman is not afraid of work. As a matter of fact, she goes looking for it. She seeks it. The Bible says she seeks wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She works willingly because it's not all about her. She realizes that her position is not that of leadership, but it's that of support, and she's more than willing to do her fair share. This is not just working willingly, say, around the house, but it's also working willingly for the Lord. This is the type of woman or the type of girl that you can call, and she'll be in her place doing her work for the Lord. Why? Because she seeks after it. She's looking for something to do. She's not lazy. You won't find this girl sleeping, and I guess schedules work different. Some people are what they call night owls. Some people are what they call morning people. Okay, so I'm not going to say she's not going to sleep till 10. I mean, if she stays up till 4 o'clock in the morning, I guess sleeping till 10 would not be very much sleep. But you won't find her spending hours upon hours just lounging around, hours upon hours sleeping, hours upon hours wasting time. Why? Because she's working willingly with her hands. She realizes that life is short. She realizes that God has been good to her. He's saved her soul, and she is desirous to do the will of God. This girl, remember now, this girl is few and far between. You're not going to find these all the time. They're like rubies. They're of great price. They're extremely valuable. But if you can find one, you've got yourself quite a gem. She's a saved girl. She put her faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of these characteristics are being brought about by the Holy Spirit working in her heart and her life because she's yielding to the Spirit of God daily, hourly, by the minute, because she realizes it's not all about her, and she's willing to do the work of God. Verse number 14, she is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. And I I looked at that verse and just kind of got to thinking about it. And as you just think about it, I didn't read any commentaries or really look up any words, but it takes work to go somewhere, get goods, load them on a ship. This was way before the days of Amazon. Load them on a ship and then bring them back to a place and resell those goods. It's not easy, but it's worth it to her. She is willing to go out, search diligently, 
find the items that she needs and bring them back. It's not about it's not about being wasteful, but it's about being vi- busy in the work of God. She's like a merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. Verse number 15. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. You'll notice this. This virtuous woman is not concerned about herself. She's concerned about other people. In the middle of the night, she gets up and she provides food for somebody. Could this be somebody who's sick? Certainly. Could this be somebody who's ill? Certainly. Could this be somebody who's handicapped? Certainly. But she realizes the value that she can provide to somebody else's life. And so what she does is she rises while it's night and does work to help other people because it's not all about her. That's what I mean by the value of this girl. This girl or this woman is so yielded to God She's such a rare find that she's willing to go above and beyond her own self because it's not all about her. Verse number 16, she considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands, she planteth a vineyard. Here I see in verse number 16, I see a woman that is full of wisdom, full of wisdom. She can go out and she can look at land, at property, Now, remember, this was before the days of Google Earth. She can go out and look at land and property and go, hey, this would be a good place to be able to plant a vineyard, which is going to produce what? It's going to produce goods. It's going to produce fruit for her household. Her children will be able to partake of this vineyard. And she can look and go, hey, that's a good piece of property. And then she'll she'll go find her husband. She'll bring him out, and he'll say, man, this is a good piece of property. It's a place we could plant a vineyard. And she'll be more than willing to not only purchase the property, she'll be willing to work on the property. I don't know if you've ever done any gardening before, but there is nothing. There is nothing like working in a garden. It's you got to get in precarious positions. It's out in the middle of the sun. They don't plant gardens in the shade. And uh, it's just work. It's constant work. It's constant weeding. It's constant watering. It's constant fertilizing. It's constant preparing. But she's willing to do that because she's virtuous, not just for this generation. But do you know what a vineyard does? It provides something for the next generation. This girl is willing to say, hey, my life is worth investing in the cause of Christ so that the next generation can have valuable things that will help them to draw closer to God and be better used of God. Verse number 17, She girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. If you'll notice, this lady has a particular dress that she wears. And not only does she dress appropriately and like a Christian lady would dress, but she's also confident in what she wears, and she's confident in who she is. She's not ashamed of Christ. She's not ashamed of the gospel. She's not ashamed of the church she goes to. Why? Because she girds her loins with strength. She's, she's a strong lady. Not that she's a leader. Not that she's trying to be boss. But she's more than confident in herself and in her God and in the service of the king that she girds her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. Remember, she's not lazy. She works. But also, I think that there's an inclination here 
Now, this girl's pretty healthy. I believe she takes care of herself. You can't run and work and do the things that I see this girl doing by just sitting around being a slob. No, she's very concerned, not only, not only about the way she looks, but about the way she acts. But she's very confident in what she is. It's with strength. She strengtheneth her arms. The book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 9. The Bible says, In like manner also that women adore themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. This is the exact description of this virtuous woman. She's very much concerned about being godly first and impressing the world second. As a matter of fact, she's not even concerned about impressing the world. But when she walks in and amongst the world, they know who she is. They know she's a daughter of the king, but they know also that she's very confident in what she believes. She's not afraid. She's not afraid to share her faith. She's not afraid to pass out a gospel tract. She's not afraid to testify of the goodness and grace of God. She's not afraid to approach somebody and tell them that Jesus will save their life and change their life for time and eternity. Verse number 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. Here once again, we can look at verse 15 and realize she riseth, which means she gets up while it's dark. And then again in verse number 18, her candle goeth not out by night. She's up early and she's up late. She's busy, not only providing for the things that would, that would benefit the cause of Christ, but also providing for her family, laying up those things. But I want you to notice something in verse number 18. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. She looks at her own life and she realizes she's doing right. Do you know what she's lining her life up with? The Word of God. Do you know as she looks at the work that she does, she looks at it with a critical eye and says, yes, this is done right. Reminds me of that old saying, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And you don't have to worry about that with her part. Her part's done right. She doesn't halfway do something. She does it for the honor and the glory of God because she realizes that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She's up late. She's up early, but she's busy providing for her household, and busy in the work of God. Verse number 19, she layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She works, and she works hard. During this time and day, that was not an easy task. This was way before Singer invented the sewing machine. She works, and she works, and she works in this time and day, there's very few women who know what it's like to actually actually make a garment or make a blanket. I remember when I was little, my, um, my grandmother would make blankets. It would take months to make those blankets. And it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work. But she realized that her merchandise was good, and she was more than willing to pay the price to help somebody else out. Because that that she was making was going to benefit her children. That that she was making was going to benefit her husband. That that she was making was going to benefit her God. And I'm not talking about in 2021 making blankets. 
I'm talking about the work that she does is done right, and she works hard at making sure that it's right. Number 20, she stretcheth out her hands to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. This lady is compassionate. She's kind. She's concerned about others. She realizes this is very important. If you don't get nothing else, I want for you to get this, especially if you're a young lady. She realizes that she is blessed, but it's only because of the grace of God that blessed her life. She could be just like those other ladies, but she's not. But it's only because of God's goodness in her life. If you were raised in a Christian home and you're a young lady listening to this, don't ever think that you couldn't be where you see some of those other ladies at. Because it's only by the grace of God that any of us are where we're at. And because of that, she realizes that there's people who have needs. She realizes that there's people who are poor. And her household is blessed because of God. And she's more than willing. Now, she's not taking food away from her family. But she's more than willing to share the blessings of God with those who are in need. And while she's doing that, she's testifying of the goodness of God to those who are in need. Verse number 21. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. I see here in this woman or in this lady, now I know physically speaking about and contextually speaking, I understand what the Bible's talking about. It's talking about the cold moving in, but her family's got warmth. They have a fireplace. They have good clothes to wear. In 2021, they would have central heat. They would have nice blankets. But this lady here, what I see is I see her providing warmth physically, mentally, and spiritually for her household. She loves her children. Her children always can approach her. She loves her husband. She's always desirous to help him. She loves her God, and she's always desirous to testify about him. And what she does is she provides warmth physically, mentally, and spiritually for her household. She's an encouragement to her husband and to her children. She believes that her children can do great things, and she tells them that. She doesn't browbeat them. She doesn't neglect them. She's there for them. And she's more than willing to take her life and push it to the utmost hardest point to be able to provide for her family so that they can have the things that they need because she realizes that it's not all about her and she's more than willing to work hard to make it happen. Verse number 22. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Here I see that she looks, walks, and acts like a lady. You can tell there's something different about her. She's not wearing the new fashion and I'm not saying that she's dressed sloppily, but she's not wearing the new fashion that the world's wearing. She's not concerned about Hollywood. She makes her own stuff if she has to, but it's different. Her clothing is silk and purple. She dresses like a lady. When she comes walking into the store, the men look and go, there's something different about that girl or that lady right there. She's confident in the way she portrays herself. She doesn't walk with her head down. 
She doesn't walk looking looking down at the floor and dragging her her knuckles on the ground. No, she walks confidently. Why? Because not only is she busy and she's diligent and she's getting something done, but she knows who she is and she knows who her God is. And she wants to portray to the world that there's a God that can change your life and there's a God that can make you just like she is. She's confident. Verse number 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he setteth among the elders of the land. Now, here's one of the first mentions of her husband, and we find him sitting in the gates, which is where the the people in that day would sit. I would say the all the political things took place at the gate. All the no- noteworthy news took place at the gate. But I see something different in this man. This virtuous woman is looking for a particular man. She's looking for a quality man. She's looking for a godly man. She's looking for a man who loves God and who's just as confident in God as she is. She's looking for a man. He's not a smooth talker or a physically handsome man. Now, he could be both of those, but the first thing he is is he's a God-fearing man. He loves the Lord. He's saved. He's desirous to do something for God. If you're one of these virtuous women, if you're one of these young, virtuous young ladies, don't sell yourself short for some goofball who can hit a ball or who can dribble a ball or who can run a bunch of puffed up air up and down a green grassy field because that is not going to make a servant for God. Don't sell yourself short to some smooth talker who's just got blue eyes and he knows all the right things and his car looks really clean and he's got some money. Don't sell yourself short because he's liable to leave you and you're going to be on your own and you won't be able to be used of God like you had a desire to do. No, you find a man who loves God. That's who this virtuous woman was looking for. Of course, she wasn't looking as we found earlier, but when he came walking in looking, she said, hey, that's a man right there who loves God. And he's going to check all the blocks I want for a spiritual husband that we can raise up a godly family and we can do something for God. She wants a man who loves God and wants to serve God. She cannot be virtuous without him loving and serving God. She can only be virtuous because he loves God. He's in his place, and she is in her place. She's looking for a quality man who loves God. Verse number 24. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Quality is seen in what she makes. As we said earlier, her job's done right. If you ask her to do something, she does it right. If you ask her to to write something, it's written right. If you ask her to make something, it's made right. If you ask her to decorate something, it looks as good as it can possibly look. Why? Because her quality is seen in what she makes. You'll also notice that she's very resourceful. Her family does come first. But if there's any extra time and materials that are available, she produces a small income on the side for her family. Not for her, but for somebody else. So that when that needy person might need an extra $20, she has it. So when that special offering comes around, she's got a little bit more to give. 
So when maybe things are tight around the house and her husband needs an extra 20 or 30 bucks to make the $300 power bill, she reaches in her purse and she says, you know what? I've made a little extra here and I want to be able to help with the household needs because it's not all about her. It's all about serving God. And she takes her stuff and she sells it and uses the money to benefit the work of God. Verse number 25, strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice time to come. It's not her clothes physically that people see, but it's her strength and her honor. When she comes into church, you know there's something different about her. When she walks, you know there's something different about her. She walks and acts like a lady who loves and serves God. First Peter chapter 3, First Peter chapter 3, we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husband, that if any obey not the word, they also may, also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Whose adorning let it not be that of the outward adorning of plaiting of hair, of wearing of gold, or of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Now, you know what an ornament is. That's something you display. And you know what she displays? A meek and a quiet spirit. She's not loud. She doesn't come in rambling on about something. She's quiet, and she's meek, and she's calm, and she's reserved because she realizes that her strength and her honor or what produces a testimony that's liable to get the sinner to see his need or her need for the Savior. She's a virtuous woman. Then you'll notice at the end of the verse, the Bible says she rejoices in time to come. She sees her family serving God. It's not the first year that this happens. It's not the first five years. But 10 or 12 years down the road, she's not spending nights crying and wondering where her children are at. No, because she's put in the time and effort to be able to raise a family that loves and serves God. And they've, look, this girl is not perfect. This lady's not perfect, but she's very serious about her relationship with God. And because of that, she'll rejoice in time to come. Verse number 26, she openeth her mouth with wisdom and her tongue is the law of kindness. This woman has a tremendous amount of wisdom, not just, not just talking about the worldly things, but she's got a lot of wisdom of God. She's got some beneficial things that she can help the next generation with. Let's look quickly in the book of Titus chapter 2, Titus chapter 2, and I want to begin reading in verse number 1. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. This girl understands, this lady understands doctrine, why she believes what she believes. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, and patient. That's what doctrine does. Verse number three is the women's part, the, the virtuous woman. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given too much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, 
to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. That's her main desire with wisdom. You can take those verses and you can pick them apart, and there's two hours worth of study there. But her main desire with her wisdom is that the word of God is not going to be blasphemed. She's got godly wisdom, but she has wisdom with discernment. She's not going to take a lady who's only been saved two or three weeks and unload a whole ton of standards on her. No, she's going to be kind and compassionate. If you notice right there in the verse, it says the law of kindness. That's what governs this lady. The word kindness means this, love, beauty, pity, and mercy. She is very careful in her speech as she deals not only with the young women who've been married, but the young women who have just been saved all the way down to the very small girl. She's very kind. The law of kindness is what governs her. First uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. That is what she's able to do. The law of kindness governs her life. And she is able to give an answer to everyone that asketh her. Because she has wisdom. Verse number 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. She looks well to her household. It's, it's a secret thing to her. It's a blessed thing to her. She fears God and seeks to obey His word. Her main desire, her main desire is her household. And that's going to be coupled hand in hand with her desire to serve God. And because she loves God's word and loves serving God, her household is going to be taken care of. She looks well to their ways. She knows if her son needs help. She knows if her daughter needs help. She knows if her husband needs help because she's paying attention. She's being observant. It's not all about her. She's not eating the bread of idleness. No, she's busy. She's very busy. She's busy in the morning praying and studying. She's busy in the evening teaching the children the Word of God, participating in family devotions, doing her part, not leading, but blessing the home with her presence because she is virtuous. She reads. She prays for her family. She trusts God. She has faith. She sings. She praises. She testifies. She loves going to church. These are the things that she desires because she's virtuous, because that Spirit of God that's on the inside of every saved man, woman, boy, or girl works in different ways. And with this woman, it works out virtue. That word idleness, if you look it up, means lazy. This lady, this woman is not lazy. She takes the judgment seat of Christ very seriously. The judgment seat of Christ is where we're going to stand accountable for our life. And she's so serious about serving God that day in and day out, she realizes one day she's going to meet her Savior, and she wants to hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. She wants to hear her husband hear the words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. She wants her children and her grandchildren and her neighbor to be saved and serve God with their lives. Verse number 28, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. She doesn't brag on herself. 
Her family brags on her. I was in a meeting probably probably 15 years ago, and this girl stood up. She was probably she's probably 25, 30 years old, somewhere in there. I'm not really sure. I, I remember the incident. I don't really, I'm not as familiar with maybe the age of the people. But this young girl stood up, and she said, I just want to thank God for my mama. She's such a blessing in my life. And I was a young Christian then, probably only saved four or five years. And I remember the next preacher that got up, he talked about that woman, and he said, that woman right there is a virtuous woman because her child just rose up and calls, called her blessed. And that means a lot. That means a lot to the woman, but she's very serious about serving God. She's not concerned about praising herself. Her children... And her husband prays her. And it's very important if you're a husband or a child and you're listening to this, to every now and then tell your wife thank you and to tell your mother thank you for the sacrifices she makes so that your life can be that much easier. Verse number 29, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. When you think about godly women, I think about Sarah in the Bible, Abraham's wife. I think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. But this lady here, she excels above all of them. There's many, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Verse 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. That needs no explanation at all. Verse number 31, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gate. Her own works testify of who she is. Her own attitude, her own demeanor, her own words, her own life testifies of who she is. I want to say in closing, this is not a generational blessing. It is a choice made by an individual. If you're 16 years old and you're a young girl, and you've just gotten saved, and your home life is a mess, and your mom and dad are not Christians, you can be a virtuous woman. You just make the decision to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, to obey His Word, and to follow His will. And if you're a young girl who was raised in church, born in church, you can be a virtuous woman too. Just make the decision to follow God, serve God, and love him with all your heart. Thank you again for joining us for the Biblical Principles Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concern, you can forward them over to us by email. They're at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, no spaces, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you. <music>